Insights, interviews, and best practices by clinicians for clinicians. Welcome to GE Healthcare's Clinical View Podcasts. Hi, I am Dr. Robert Bilkowski. Welcome to this podcast series on end tidal oximetry. In this podcast titled Principles of Oxygen Exchange, which is the first in the series on the concept of end tidal oximetry, we will focus on gaining a high-level understanding of oxygen transport basics and the concept of oxygen exchange within the alveolar unit. Future podcasts will dive into more detail, including the concept of the oxygen gradient, end tidal CO2, and O2 measurements, and how end tidal oximetry may be used clinically. Before we review the application of respiratory gas measurement, we should first start with an overview of the basics of oxygenation and oxygen transport. Oxygenation involves a series of steps that include inhalation, gas exchange, oxygen transport, oxygen delivery, oxygen extraction, and finally, exhalation. Oxygen is central to the proper functioning of the human body, which functions optimally under aerobic conditions. The reason is that the conversion of glucose, which is the dominant fuel for cells, requires a high amount of oxygen in order to produce ATP, which is essential for cellular function. As a byproduct of cellular metabolism, carbon dioxide is produced, which is transported from the tissue via the circulatory system back through the lungs and removed during gas exchange within the alveoli and exhalation. Changes to lung ventilation that become clinically significant are commonly identified through measurement of respiratory gases during exhalation or end tidal measurements. For instance, under respiratory distress, where ventilation is rapid and deep, the amount of CO2 being cleared during exhalation increases, and this is reflected as a low end tidal CO2 that corresponds with a low arterial CO2 content. In contrast, when respiratory failure is imminent and ventilation is decreasing in depth and in frequency, the amount of CO2 being cleared falls. And as a result, the end tidal CO2 value will increase for the amount of CO2 in the bloodstream is now accumulating. Taking a closer look at gas exchange in the lungs, the simplest approach is to focus on a single alveolar unit that is part of innumerable alveolar units within the lungs. As oxygen enters an alveolar unit during inhalation, mixed venous blood enters through the capillaries that originate from the pulmonary artery. As the capillary blood traverses this alveolar unit, gas exchange occurs so that equilibration of oxygen and carbon dioxide occurs. This equilibration occurs at the end capillary portion of the alveolar unit. This gas exchange occurs as a result of diffusion gradients. And note, a diffusion gradient exists anywhere within the body, but in particular, when the partial pressure of a gas, for instance, oxygen in this scenario, is different when separated by a permeable membrane, and in this case, the alveolar uh, membrane. What results is equilibration via diffusion between the high and low concentrated compartments. Under normal gas exchange, the partial pressure of oxygen in the alveolus is greater than that in the mixed venous circulation. For CO2, 
The opposite exists, where the partial pressure of CO2 is greater in the mixed venous circulation as it enters the alveolar unit. The presence of diffusion gradients for oxygen and carbon dioxide will result in equilibration as blood traverses through the alveolar unit. The diffusion properties of CO2 are much greater than those of oxygen, and as a result, the equilibration between the mixed venous capillary and alveolar compartments occurs sooner during transit of blood through an alveolar unit. To illustrate this difference in diffusion capability, when the partial pressure gradient of CO2 is 5 millimeters of mercury, an equal amount of CO2 is exchanged compared to when an oxygen partial pressure gradient that is 12 times greater at 60 millimeters of mercury. Therefore, within each alveolar unit, CO2 equilibrates much more quickly than that of oxygen. This is an important factor in understanding how changes in ventilation or perfusion can impact arterial or end tidal gas measurements. As a result, abnormalities in cardiopulmonary function can impact gas exchange and result in changes to the partial pressure of oxygen or carbon dioxide and can be observed via end tidal measurements of these two gases in real time. This concludes the first podcast in the series of end tidal oxygen monitoring with the next module focusing on the greater details around the concept of the oxygen gradient. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Clinical View Podcasts, brought to you by GE Healthcare. Expand your view at clinicalview.gehealthcare.com.